Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Sheila Duffy was forced to sell her home after the death of her partner of 35 years when she was refused the widow's pension. And Sheila is with us on the line today. Sheila, just tell us a little bit about Johnny, first of all. Good afternoon, Andrea, and thank you very much for having me on the show today. Um, I'll just start by saying, Andrea, that uh, Johnny was legally separated in 1984. Uh, We met in 1986 and we had our daughter in 1988. Now, as we know in Ireland, at that point in time, there certainly was no divorce, which didn't come in until 1996. Now, we um, obviously, and our first priority for us was to get a roof over our daughter's head. Now, the biggest, and obviously we struggled through all of those 35 years because I was, uh, I'm now a retired civil servant with 40 years. John had um, different types of work through those 35 years, but he ended up working for his last period of time in the revenue commissioners. And obviously he developed cancer in 2017 and struggled with an illness, which we managed him at home until the final week. Okay. And he passed away passed in away. March 2020. I'm sorry to hear that, Sheila. And so the, the, that's sort of the outline. Yeah, actually. that's where you're at. So... The situation then is that you're, you're, yourself and, and, and Johnny were, were living together. Um, you, Correct. Yeah, you had a house. Were you renting or was it your own? Well, in the beginning, Andrea, we, we obviously were renting in uh, flats, as they were known back then. And, you know, there were difficulties there because at that time, landlords, uh, understandably probably, were kind of reluctant to let you know, couples or lone parents in because they were concerned about the other tenants in their houses and being kept awake at night, etc., etc. So that was even difficult, but that's how it was. Yeah. Okay. So by our first home was 1997. Our daughter was eight, going on nine at that time. And that was our first home, which I purchased we both did, but mainly my my civil servant's wage was what held us up. So we got that through the shared ownership scheme. So in 2003, then, we decided we'd go down the mortgage route as opposed to the the shared hmm. um, ownership. Yeah, so you got and purchased that. A home. And got that. Purchased. And uh, by... Sort of by 2008, it was a very old dilapidated house and we needed a lot of uh, essential work. Uh, now, I took out a loan on that and I paid that fully as okay. my retired So the, the home So the home that, Sheila, you, you were living in when, when Johnny was was obviously quite sick and, 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 yes. and passed, um, what happened with that house? Now, um, 
we we always had a mortgage payment of approximately a thousand euros or a little over that per month. Now, with um, Johnny had he had an Irish pension, a lesser GB pension, and a revenue pension. And between us, we were able to uh, pay the mortgage monthly and we never, ever missed a mortgage payment on that house. But clearly in March 2021, when he passed away, all of those pensions, which is how it happens, are cancelled. And that, that obviously money was gone out of the income coming into Mm. the house. Then... I could not, because we were not married, I could not get a widow's pension. So I held on for a number of months and said, how can I, can we, can I manage it, can I not? But I knew, I knew, Andrea, three or four months later, I couldn't do it. So what happened? So what I had to do then is I had to, the first thing I had to do as a, a decision I made was to sell the property. Secondly, I approached the mortgage resolution unit of my provider and when they looked at my income expenses out of my uh, fortnightly civil service pension, they deemed I could only pay 184 per month. Now, which was a big come down from the over the thousand that we were already paying, we were paying up to his death. But... You know, the end result of it, Andrea, was that I simply knew I had, I owed a mortgage to PTSB. I simply had to get that mortgage cleared because I knew I couldn't afford it. Sold the house. Sold the house. Yeah. And where are you, where are you, where are you living now, Sheila? Now, I, I then had to, I then, when I, I knew when I deducted outstanding mortgage, all associated bills, expenses that went with the sale of the house that I could not afford to purchase a house in Dublin. So I went renting, which was equally as stressful as any part of the selling of the house, because as you know, and I know, uh, uh, rental properties are simply not out there. But eventually I ended up um, getting a rental property. Okay, so I so rented there yeah. for about three to four months. And my daughter and her husband um, uh, had a garage okay. in the back garden. And we uh, changed that into a one bedroom log cabin, which is where I live now. Sh- Shin- um, Sheila, Sinead, Sinead's with us on the line too. Sinead Murray is from... Um, Sure, which is a, an organisation promoting rights and, and, and welfare of um, of unmarried parents and their children. Sinead, how common is, is Sheila's situation? Yeah, so Sheila's situation is unfortunately quite common. Um, you know, there's 150,000 cohabiting couples in Ireland and 175,000 of them have children. Um, and for Sheila and for lots of other couples, then not getting the widow's pension is one of the examples of how the constitution discriminates against cohabiting couples. You know, Sheila, Johnny and her daughter would all be considered a family in, in Irish life. And yet our our constitution doesn't reflect that. And so that's why Sheila and, and Tor are campaigning for a yes, yes in the referendum. So families like Sheila will be recognised. 
um, and will be treated equally under the law. The, the recent um, Supreme Court case, Sinead, in, in, yes. in recent weeks, wasn't it? Um, Johnny O'Mara. John O'Mara. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, how will that change potentially the likes of Sheila's situation going forward? Or will it? Yeah, so the, the John O'Mara case is another one that we supported on and it was a brilliant case for cohabiting couples' rights and what they said was that, you know, John O'Mara wasn't being treated under the equal under the law and also his children were being discriminated. People might decide not to get married but their children have no say over that and so to give less support to children was actually a form of discrimination. So unfortunately, we don't, we're not sure if Sheila's case will be covered and she worked on that case for years with us because her, her child is, is a grown-up, is an adult, and so she wouldn't be protected the same way. Now, John Amar is a really important case, though, in terms of the family types that we're thinking about for the referendum, that the Supreme Court has ruled that they should be treated equally. They didn't recognise them as a family because they couldn't do that because the family is based on marriage in the current constitution. But it does indicate which family types we're talking about. We're talking about cohabiting couples with or without children okay. and lone parent families. So well, we, we hope Sheila would be protected with this referendum. If path. there was any, any, any change to that. And, and well, obviously, um, you know, throughout the course of, of tomorrow and, and, and the next day and, and the week, um, you know, here on, on the other side on that too. Listen, Sinead, thank you very much, Sinead Murray there from Chewer for joining us here on the show. And, and she Sheila Duffy as well. Thanks, Sheila, for sharing your experience with us. It's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address, as always, if you want to get in touch. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.